Welcome to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious folk. I am your host, Christine Blasdale. This program is intended to bring you a fresh perspective on this thing we call life. And in each and every episode, we're going to dive into the topics that matter most with lively conversations on issues such as business, health, wealth, love, and transformational healing, all with the goal of creating a better world and becoming a happier human being. I will be your tour guide on this epic adventure, and as we embark on this journey, our ultimate goal is going to be one of transformation to our highest potential. And now, let's get out of the box. everyone. It's Christine Blasdale here again. Welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine. I am very, very excited about today's show because, wow, I think it's definitely a program that is needed right now. My guest today is Leah Marshall Marmula, and she is an NLP practitioner, neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. We'll talk about that. She's also a dietitian, speaker, and author of the book, What the Mind Sees, the body feels, creates, and attracts. And wow, Leah, what a topic we can have today based on the situation we find ourselves. <laughs> Welcome to Out of the Box with Christine. Thanks. And thanks for the invitation. I am ex- very excited to be here. It's, um, I checked you up too. And what you're offering your clients and your services is perfect timing as well. So I think we're going to make a good team today. I think so. I think so. <laughs> and for, for, uh, for our wonderful uh, viewers and listeners, um, obviously Leah has an accent, or if you're from Australia, she doesn't have an accent at all. I have the accent. Uh, why don't you tell our wonderful uh, listeners and viewers where you're from and where you're, where you're at right now in your home, as many of us are. Yes, I, I am at home. Um, I actually live in Anna Bay. Um, I grew up in Queensland. I moved down uh, 30 years ago, it would be this year, when I got married at the beautiful age of 18, jumped out of the fire into the firing pot, um, experienced life. I've been a bit of a gypsy. Yeah, and now I'm back on the coast and loving it. And that's where Anna Bay in New South Wales is where I am uh, currently located. Uh, I had told you a little bit about the fact that I had to, I had to literally jump on a plane in, at, in, at LAX mm. and I took the last flight wow. to Australia before um, closing up everything. And now I am in my, uh, I have a two week self isolation here at the house. And so it's actually fine for me because I'm quite of an introvert, uh, mm. but I'm getting a lot of work done on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the benefit. It's one of the benefits. You know, when we get over the shock of going, oh, I have to stay here. It's like, oh, there's so much possibility and so many opportunities. And you notice there's a lot. You, you, you go, oh, I didn't know there was dust there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ignoring that. No. <laughs> that is the least of my worries. I'm not a clean freak. Um, my mother was, but I'm not. No, it's just part of life. So let's so let's let's dive into uh, what what you do, uh, NLP practitioner. I'm I'm very familiar with neuro linguistic programming, mm. as I've interviewed uh, oh, quite a few master uh, practitioners and teachers. But why don't you let our our listeners and viewers know a little bit about NLP and how that applies to your life? 
Okay, so NLP is really designed to help the brain restructure itself and using the words that we use, but also our interpretation. So I'm very selective on what tools I use, a lot, a lot, a lot of reframing. So when I'm talking with my nutrition clients, it's about asking them to explore what else the story could mean. You know, why do they eat too much? Well, what else could it be? You know, it's not, let's get rid of the guilt for one. And maybe it's actually a message that you got from your parents or whoever. So a lot of compassion is built into that process so that they have self-compassion, self-understanding. They go, oh, I can actually change that now. I don't have to continue with that. And the other one I love is using the hypnotherapy part of it where we go back in time to get to forgiveness and understanding and awareness and really untangling the web that we've created at a very early age that's impacting now. So they're the two primary tools I use um, and everything else just comes naturally, basically. And they're very powerful tools too because uh, yeah. my understanding is that while we like to think that we're in control, Christine, the conscious mind of Christine is in control. My understanding is, is that the subconscious mind really runs most of the show, right? Which is, yes. uh, and a lot of people don't know what the difference is. They don't know what a subconscious mind even is. Can you explain that yeah. a little bit? Okay, so my interpretation of the subconscious mind is really anything that you've learned onto autopilot mode. So it's in the body it gets trapped in the body when you have a high emotion so fear example is um, maybe you're yelled at as a child for getting into trouble and all of a sudden you're interpreted that your parents didn't like you or love you and so they go oh you know you almost freeze and so it gets trapped in the chemistry so with that as we grow up we are constantly looking for affirming messages that reinforce that belief and so naturally we attract people who reinforce that you know we might find partners or friends who are a little bit more judgmental or argumentative just to reinforce the fact that we're not worth being treated respectfully um, and that's just one small step but everything literally in our first 70 years is is really reinforcing a primary message of that we're accepted that we see ourselves as lovable and that we are okay as children and that just carries on from there on mm. the the other downside is that when we start to change our body chemistry because our self-belief is a negative one or a limiting one and I see it all the time with diseases and, and it comes down to the ideas of you know, symptoms literally being a message for the body to talk to us and then to understand where we're going off the alignment of love. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, very much so. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> no, because it it's very complex. It's it's like a spider's web, um, and to disentangle a spider's web, as we know, you, you literally have to pull it off you because it gets so sticky. Well, and we all, you know, we have those moments or those triggers, right? Uh, mm -hmm. That happen to us in life, either in relationships or you know, uh, romantic relationships or business, and someone might say something, and there is a trigger that you're not even aware of and you uh, react in a certain way. And those neural pathways, which my understanding too, is that it's like a channel, mm -hmm. right? So let's say my finger is yeah. a channel. And if it's dug deep enough, when a trigger happens, it's gonna go, it's like, you know, uh, water, mm -hmm. it's gonna go right into that, um, that big divot and travel to that reaction, whatever that, that reaction is, I'm gonna bite, you know, bite at you, or I'm gonna scream at yeah. you, or I'm gonna, 
be that uh, fight or flight mode that we that we tend to have. Very much so. So yeah. really important to know what's going on. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And the, it's the knee jerk reactions when you think, what did I just say? What actually just happened? And that's like the exploding bomb. You know, you've hit a core issue from a very, very deep level when you've got no conscious control over your reaction. And that can be really confronting to some people. Or when you just don't understand why you're eating or drinking as much as you are, it's just like, it's just a compulsive need. And it doesn't matter how much you talk yourself around or you give you guilt trip or you do your strategies, your mindset, until we actually unravel the core issue and the understanding of that and we love and accept ourselves and forgive the past for what it was at the time, we don't really see change or not enough change to go, you know what life's good and that's what I help people to achieve is an understanding of themselves the awareness they can make conscious choices then and have a lot more self-compassion in the moment and yes just let it go and move on easier well and it's too and it's one thing to um to be able to and I'm and I'm I'm talking um about this experience with with friends that I know people that I know too it's one thing that something bad happened to them, tra traumatic happened to them, uh, mm -hmm. maybe when they were young. And uh, let's say it was a parent, which is horrific because the, you know, your, your parents are the, the people that you look to protect you, right? And then if, if mm -hmm. they um, cross that boundary and hurt you physically, emotionally, uh, spiritually, sexually, then that wound is, you know, you're carrying it around quite a bit. Now, mm -hmm. we might even be so enlightened and so um, in touch with ourselves that we might be able to forgive them. But what I found is that one of the hardest people uh, to forgive is ourselves. And, yes. that, and that carries, that's a big package, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So again, if this is where the hypnosis is beautiful because it's a very gentle process, you know, that the mind itself is actually being held in the space of love. And so when we go down into the layers, we get to that really deep issue that we need to start looking at ourselves and forgiving and, and reframing that a lot of those issues you just mentioned as a child is not your responsibility. It was the adult who is at fault and that there's the adult who actually chose to do that. And then letting the inner child actually see that they were not responsible and then forgiveness to that point and go, okay, that's so not me. And I've learned so many tools and different um, insights. And I have so much strength and wisdom because of that experience that as an adult, I can now use. And so having compassion, shown to that little child at whatever age it was that happened and and get letting them really really feel and understand it was not them right. you know they they chose to take it on because that's what children do they feel responsible for other people's bad behavior because it reflects well i must be a bad person because they actually hurt me right but it's not right. the, it's not the child is at fault it's actually the adult who chose to do it for whatever reason they are still hurting as well Right. So once we can get the inner child feeling, okay, that wasn't me, that wasn't me, that wasn't me, I am still at my core of core love and help them to see how much they've achieved because of that wound and how much really stronger they are because of it and what they've achieved towards their current age 
and just really praise and acknowledge that, it, we find it, it is easier for them to let it go. It's still there, but and it's, it takes time to, for that actual physical wound, so to speak, like a, an ulcer to, to heal, but it's like that soothing sum, and then we can actually give them the skills to reinforce the positivity, the love, you know, talk to the inner child and put them on the legs and, you know, give them that big, beautiful hug that we all want to have and, you know, reinforce that at their core it's love and their actions are, you know, understandable. So self-forgiveness becomes easier. Not easy, becomes easier. Becomes easier, yes. And when... and. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of all encompassing too. When you like, I mean, I know that I've had uh, situations when I was a kid that, you know, things that happened to me that I was uh, at the time too, I would always, I, my adult, cause you know, my adult Christine would step out of my little tiny Christine and go, wow, that was real overreaction from this adult, you know, like, 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 why did you do that? Why did you behave that way? I don't yeah. even know where that came from. But uh, as an adult too, because as, as a child, you don't have that knowledge, that breadth of knowledge. Mm -hmm. But as an adult to go back and to say, that person, although they hurt me, was doing the best that they knew how. And then when you also look back and you see what kind of childhood they had, Yes. It makes sense. Now, again, it doesn't mean it doesn't um, um, approve of the treatment. It doesn't uh, condone the treatment. It just makes mm. it like, okay, okay, I, I get it. On a human level, I get it. Yeah. And that's separating yourself, though, from the victim, being the victim mm -hmm. uh, uh, in that. So, but that takes a great deal of, of work. Um, or can take a great yeah. deal of work. <laughs> consciousness it's being yeah. conscious of what your thoughts are and your reactions yeah and this is again with hypnosis and the guided meditation is faster because you actually go down to the root issues and the closer to the, the actual core that we can get to once we pull it out it's like a string of pearls so if you can break the thread the past experience or the, the multiple experiences that are attached to that particular core can unravel faster so what I found firsthand and also working with clients is, is the closer we can get to it, the, the thing, the emotional attachment that really locked in at the moment, um, it, it actually does loosen a lot of the other memories. And then we can go, okay, well, that was similar, but that isn't, I'm not reacting to that. You know, that was also something that used to piss me off big time, but I'm not getting pissed as much. Yeah. You know, it's actually, oh, that was an interesting thing. <laughs> you know, what the hell happened there? But it's, the edge is gone. You know, the knife is is blunt. It yeah. still might hit. It might still hurt a bit. But it's like, that actually is so soft now. It's not love yet. Yeah. I'm still pissed off. But, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that is where the magic really starts to happen. And you can catch yourself sometimes. Like, I, I, I had moments where... Um, I would be triggered with something and then the feeling of abandonment, cause that was my core issue, right? The feeling of abandonment would come in and then I could feel myself self start to spiral and that feeling inside, it didn't feel good, but I was able, I could, I, I have been able to stop and to mm -hmm. take a look at it and to say, wait a second, 
let's just, you know, instead of reacting to it and thinking it's the same monster, right? Let's just take a step back and don't react right away. And let's just wait and see. And if this person is going to mean the same harm to me or abandon me or hurt me, yeah, it's going to yeah. make itself known relatively quickly. And let's just see. And I think, especially in marriages and relationships, because <laughs> that's why they do it. <laughs> so we carry those childhood wounds into relationships. And so somebody yeah. could just say something, you know, pass, can you pass the sugar, sweetheart? And they're like, you know, what? <laughs> <laughs> I got you, sugar. <laughs> but this is the beauty of relationships. And, you know, I, I'm still single after what, 15 years, whatever, I've, since I've been divorced. But I am a big believer that relationships are where the juice is made, more ways than one. It is the, the safe place where we are the most vulnerable. Yeah. You know, you've committed to another person to shed all the layers and just be us as who we see us to be. And it's that space where you don't have to, or in theory, um, put your guard up or, you know, play nice, nice people because it's not socially acceptable. You're meant to be able to, you know, go to the bathroom with the door open if that's your thing and or you're meant to be able to yeah. vent yes. and still hold space for the other person to vent but as you said you know it's the chemist all the simplest things they're just that right way and well, the other person explodes you know what I think it is too is that a lot of times when you're in a relationship if it's marriage or a close romantic relationship yeah. uh the person that you're with is a mirror and mm -hmm. Some people don't like to see themselves. And I'm not talking about physically seeing, you know, what you no. look like in the mirror. Oh, I got <laughs> these things or whatever. But, but they are a reflection of you. Mm -hmm. And yes. if you don't like yourself, mm -hmm. if you don't think that you are worthy of love, if you're worthy of respect, if you are worthy of uh, being treated well and um, cherished, then... Mm -hmm you're going to also attract those people that will reinforce that because yes. that's what you're telling the universe you want anyway. Right. You're like, that's it. Right. Absolutely. And in part, that was where the title of the book came from. You know, what the mind sees, the body feels, creates, attracts is because of that, you know, what we put out there. And we know that with quantum physics, there is legitimate science now to show that what the vibration of us is emotionally, physically, what we're sending out is what like a magnet, draws back so you absolutely on agreements with you that you know our relationships our friendship even our work colleagues the type of work we go into is a reflection of that and it's asking us to look at the mirror with clarity and go oh okay i need to polish this section of my mirror myself and make it congruent with the rest of what i choose to be and looking at our values and going okay that one's misaligned as well what does that actually mean where did it come from and whose actually is it because often again as children we take on our parents beliefs because it's what's, that's what we do you know they're semi-gods we believe in god you know the universe whatever title you want to give it but our parents we trust them implicitly because they are meant to be our safe zone mm. so we just take on it's through osmosis we interpret the world through our parents eyes and it's when we become adults we need to in fact and go I don't like that belief. It doesn't fit within my own personal values anymore. And adolescence is a time to experience that, which is the boundary pushing, 
you know, the risky behavior, the, all those things that as teenagers think, oh, just don't do it. <laughs> but we're going to do it because we have to do it. You know, it's important to do it. And as adults, parents tend to go, okay, guys, I trust you implicitly to know the foundation is done. I don't agree with you, but I respect you to allow you to do it. And, and I found it with my kids, as challenging it was with that, because um, I actually didn't have contact with them for eight years, you know, I had to trust the process and really step back and say, guys, I, I'm hurting because of your choice, but I understand and respect your choice and just do what you have to do. And it's a challenging one, but it's so important. And you see with the empty nesters, you know, it doesn't matter what age the children leave, right. it's still the same process. You've got to go, the foundation work's done. I don't agree with you because I'm actually hurting, but I love and respect you as individuals now to make your own choices. I'll always be here. I will always have my side of opinion and you just have to accept that. But this is yours. Hand it over on a silver platter with lots and lots of love. Oh, I and love that. <laughs> it is so hard to do. Well, it was so hard to do. It's easier now. But, yeah, it was a big one I had to learn through and it hurt like hell. It was that knife that dug deep. <laughs> that knife. Well, it is so much. The, it, 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 in, as parents, we need to really be aware of what our fears are and what we're putting on to our children. Um, yeah. First of all, in, as a child of divorce myself, I know that, um, a lot of parents say, well, my child is too young to understand that we're having issues and we're just going to stay together for the sake of the children. And I'll just tell you right now, anybody who's thinking that, um, please think again, because your children feel everything. And all they yes. really care about is that their mother, uh, their father, their mother and mother, their father and father, all they care about is that you're happy. Because yeah. if, if you're happy, then they're happy. And that could be in two separate households. Uh, it can be in five different households. It doesn't matter. But that is the most important thing. So if you're suffering and you're in a relationship that is um, abusive or mm -hmm. uh, just there's no love, then you're teaching your children to, to not only accept that as a relationship, mm -hmm. that's, like, that's how they're going to be looking for their relationships, but they're going to think that that's what love is. And that's their normal. That's their normal, exactly. That's right. And no, right. everything that we have is, is, is as parents, yeah. we, we pass on to our kids. I work with clients too on working with them. Um, uh, it's reframing their their mindset when it comes to business, right? When it comes to mm. financing and, and uh, uh, success, because success mm -hmm. is not just money, but a great thing that holds people back is their conscious mind is like, of course, I want to make a lot of money. Of course, I want to be able to take vacations. Of course, I want to, yeah. um, mm -hmm. you know, send my kids to college. But their subconscious mind is that little kid who is listening to their parents fight over money, mm -hmm. screaming over your, the checkbook. Uh, you you spent too much. Uh, you took money out, to whatever. So all those models um, of how we relate to money have been embedded in us at a very young age. And if you think that, um, you know, there used to be a saying, money is the root of all evil. How many times have we heard that? And so if you hear that as a child, the opportunities that you have to, to do better, to get that uh, promotion or to mm -hmm. land that big deal, you're going to sabotage it because 
in your subconscious mind, money <laughs> and wealth is not good. That's it. And it's so confusing, isn't it? You yeah. know, it's, it's the dichotomy of life. And, um, you know, we want better, but we're scared to have it. And yeah. what does that mean if we get it? Does that make me a bad person or does that make me right. whatever the story is that um, we interpret it as a child, exactly what you're saying. And it's fascinating. This is part of my work that I love too, is just helping people to understand themselves and go, oh, I don't want that. I don't actually agree with that anymore. I don't want to agree with that anymore. And, and it's so powerful when they get to that level and they go, hmm, I want to believe something different. And then we can plant positive beliefs in there. You know, Louise Hay was brilliant at that, all those affirmations. But at the same time, we need to clean out the old ones that just don't fit anymore so the new ones can go in and actually create the space in the body for that to happen. Well, and that's yeah. why hypnosis is so brilliant. Neurolinguistic programming mm. is so brilliant. Um, mm -hmm. Any type of work that deals with the subconscious mind, I think is just absolutely imperative. And 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 speaking of that, and since we are in an unusual situation, <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait someone. Yeah, <laughs> we're also probably just like half. We're probably a couple blocks away from each other. But yeah. again, we are doing this on um, on Zoom, recording this uh, podcast, and because uh, because we well, I'm isolated in the house because I have a 14 day, two week self isolation. Although when I get out. Mm -hmm. I think everybody's going to be having to stay inside. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I'm just going to stay. So you still won't be having that wine with the friends on the balcony. <laughs> but um, obviously there is um, a great deal of fear, a great deal of anxiety, a great deal of stress and panic that is happening right now. And um, I think what would be really good for our viewers and our listeners to uh, to to gain some type of insight on what we can do um, on our own, and also of course uh, mm -hmm. connecting with you and 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 talking to you and your and and perhaps booking a session with you. But what are some things that we can do to help us uh, in this time that is so um, incredibly different? It the you know it's something that many of us have never. Yeah never dreamed of experiencing. And so it's new and it's big. Yes. Yeah. What can yes. we do? What's I, good? <laughs> I agree. Okay. It's like, where do you start? Um, I think the, the easiest thing that anyone can actually do is turn off the TV. Seriously. That's right. First of all, it's, it's addictive and it's a strong repeat on the negative and what we cannot do, you know, and it was yeah. interesting. I'll give you this little bit of a story. The other day, Sunday, there was a, on Facebook, um, a post came out of what the next level of restrictions were going to be. And my body actually went, what? I had a physical, visceral reaction to that. And it was just like in the image of pre-war came in. Mm -hmm. And obviously I haven't lived through a war, but it was like I was back before the First World War when all of the restrictions started to play out. I'm going, okay. And I do believe in transgenerational trauma. Um, my mother, grandmother is German, so of German descent, and my dad's Scottish. So all this generational stuff come up. I'm going, oh, okay, great opportunity, but freaking scary stuff. <laughs> so EFT, it was just like I had the understanding, I had the awareness, I had the conscious awareness. Okay, so the easiest thing to do is actually just EFT. 
hit the stress point. Oh, EFT. nothing else. Tell people what EFT is. Okay, so EFT is Emotional Freedom Technique. It's also called tapping. So, so simple to do. There is a line just under your little finger that you can literally tap, and it's what we call a setup or the karate point. This one? And this one? This one? The, this, the line. So the, there's a little crease line okay, on yeah. the side again. Yeah? Oh, that, that's easier. I got one. And it's a little chubby, but I got it. <laughs> everyone has it. So simply just tapping on that, it's, it's a de-stressing point as well. So if nothing else, and I used to teach this to the jail inmates when I was in Broken Hill, just do that when you're on the court case. Just do that when you're on the conference call with your solicitor. And they would do it. Surprise me, they did it. Um, and they would go back to class the next day with me and say, it actually works, miss. <laughs> Fantastic, good. And they'll do it at night be when they go to sleep. They'll just literally t- tap the side of their hand and they'll go to the deepest sleep. So if nothing else, that's the simplest thing you can do. So the full range of points are, you know, the face points, so I can send you a copy. But this is where you actually say a setup statement and you go through the emotions that come up for you and you just free fall. And it's just like, what are the emotions at the time? So um, have we got time to do a very quick session? Let's do it. Let's let's, let's do, do it. it. Okay. We got time. You okay, tell me. Everybody, everybody <laughs> just put down what you're doing. And if you're That's driving, it. don't do this. But no, but you can listen because, again, the beauty, anyway, so you have plenty of time. Yes. Okay. The beauty of this as well, and you don't have to tap, and, and I do it again when I wake up during the night and I'm not sleeping well. I actually say, um, I just do the, the setup statement, and within two tap rounds, I'm actually asleep. So you don't have to tap. The principle is that you say the negative statement. So what is a, a feeling that you have at the moment that you'd like to look at? Well, no, I, let's do it for the collective. Um, let's, yeah. let's, let's say I'm, I'm, a, I'm afraid of dying from the coronavirus. Oh, that's a big one. Okay. So <laughs> even mean, though... Let's, let's, make this, <laughs> let's make this count. That, that's true. Okay. So even though I'm scared of dying from this potential threat, even I still I, love and accept. Oh, so do we repeat after you? You can repeat after me. So even though, even though I'm scared of dying, I'm scared of dying. I still love, I still love and accept myself and accept myself. Mm -hmm. So even though I'm scared of dying, even though I'm scared of dying, I forgive myself. I forgive myself Mm -hmm. for having these fears, for having these fears. So even though, so even though I'm scared of dying, I'm scared of dying. I'm trusting the process. I'm trusting. Oh, I can feel that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trusting like, the process. I'm trusting the process. <laughs> yes. That is the perfect time for now. That is the perfect time for now. Yeah. Okay. So as we're tapping through the points. This fear, this fear, out of control, out of control, apprehension. So they're under the eye, apprehension, apprehension, Ah, the uncertainty under the nose. Oh, the uncertainty. Yes. Mm. Um, Losing control, losing control. 
Yeah, so that helplessness. So the collarbones are just across the top of the, the collarbones right. here. The helplessness. The helplessness. Mm. And then for women, or for, for guys too, it's just um, under the, the bra line. So just... Okay. <laughs> oh, what's that? So there's a pressure point uh, on the side of the chest that's um, linked to the circuitry. Yeah, so just um, the helplessness. And what I'm getting is unable to protect our family. It's out of our hands. Yeah, and then the top of the head. Yeah, so the crown chakra. So when we're going through the, the tapping and we see the feelings coming up, just say what it is for your for each individual. And you most people will find that it just gets lighter and you might get down to a core. Lots of people will cry. Um, so the collarbone, yep. So it's about releasing the fears that are coming Ooh, up in the moment. That feels really good. Woo! Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? So, so simple. Now, that's just the baseline. There's a lot more that you can learn. Um, tapping.com or top, um, Tapping Solutions in the States is one of the leading um, organizations that do it. And they have free tapping sessions that you can just follow online with. We'll, we'll, put, that, um, we'll put that link with the show and the yeah. show notes as well as yeah. um, if we can. Can we put your website as well? And, and Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and say, so people who are listening will, will hear, what's your website address? So steps to change, all words, steps to change.com.au. Okay. That's right. Because you got yeah. that .au at the end there. That yeah. was really nice. That was really, really nice. Yeah. So, um, so we can apply that really to anything. And I know I've heard the, the results from tapping. Mm are phenomenal and people don't, yep. like scientists don't they don't understand it do they well that's not true because um bond university we have a psychologist here who has actually done a lot a lot of actual research around it and they've been able to show with mris how the brain actually calms down so it doesn't follow the trauma pathways so we can literally retrain the brain to create new neurons a new pathway is to a more peaceful state. It's real. Yeah. So you could use tapping. Do you use tapping with your with your clients in relation to diet and trauma in overcoming those types of things? Yeah. So whatever comes up in the moment, really. Um, I I often just free fall with my clients. I don't have a lot of structure. It's um, and I do a lot more counselling than I do changing of food choices because it's the emotional aspect why we eat and what we choose to eat. Right. You know, addictions is, is an emotional need to feel fulfilled or connection. Um, so food addiction, alcohol, drugs, whatever it is, it's the addictive nature is crying out for love and being filled. That's all that's based in. So when we start to understand why we do what we do and we start to help people see that in their core of core, they're just pure love. You know, and a child is innocent when they're born but yet they've taken on so many other people's things and, and situations and they feel that the reinforcement of not enough is escalated to an nth degree. Mm. And so we just crave someone to say that they love us or we're important. We want connection. Yes. But for so many people in the past, they've been hurt 
and the barriers have had to go up to self-protect or they've had to distance themselves because of trust issue. The, the trust is being violated. And so for those who really, 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 really need the love, it's so hard to break down those trust walls enough to say, okay, I'll let you in close enough for you to show that to me. And then they'll still be cautious. Right. You know? And this the, is where yeah. friendships and relationships, intimacy is such a challenge because for many, many people, they ha- their, their true core values have been violated. You know, love, trust, respect, they're just mm-hmm. gone. The vulnerability that you maybe had shown as a child was um, not respected and so then the heart wall comes up, right? And that's when we get, mm-hmm. so if we do get triggered, the heart wall comes up and it's impenetrable. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I've noticed this just from my own, uh, well, my own relationship with my father was that um, I, he was hurting from something before I even came into this world. And so what he would do was he would, he would try and drown or numb the emotions, numb the pain with alcohol and food. But I mean, yeah, both, but the alcohol is where, so he was escaping his problems through drinking. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then the drinking caused him to become a different being. They call them spirits for a reason, folks. (laughs) That's it. <laughs> spirit, when you when you're hammered, spirits yeah. they do they ride they just come on in and they wreak havoc. Yeah. But um, it's kind of like Ghostbusters. It reminds me of those little those mm-hmm. weird little things. But the thing is, is that he would create a whole new set of problems hmm. to drink from because the problems were new problems were being created from drinking. So it's a self fulfilling yeah. prophecy. And then you drink yeah. because you don't have a relationship with your kids because you because mm-hmm. you drink. And then it just, uh, it just, you know, it just piles it just on. It escalates. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the distressing part, you know, from a therapy point of view, when I was working at the jail, I was actually teaching at the jail. I wasn't doing therapies there. But listen to their stories and you just, you know, these guys, they're really nice guys. They just got into the rut. And the number of men who were telling me that their parents were alcoholics or drug addicts and they'd literally drive, you know, put... Um, blocks of water in their feet so that at the age of seven they could drive their parents home from the pub and things like that you think oh it just blows your mind but these kids obviously loved their parents so much that they couldn't leave them stranded so they parented the parent to keep the parents safe yes and then because the parent weren't able to heal themselves they were constantly in that cycle of abuse until the, the, the child grew up to be addicted themselves or use uh, one guy was a fraudster. You know, he literally wrote things off and uh, did all these really interesting things with money. But it was actually to give back to the family. Like his his intent was to make sure that his children had the best of everything because he couldn't save his parents. You know, and listening to the logics and I thought that makes sense to me. I get it. I don't agree. And we would have conversations around this. And the number of the guys who actually let the guards down enough to say their truth to me was, it was mind blowing because I heard them. There was no judgment. And once, once those guys felt respected enough to go, you know what? I get it. I don't agree, but I get it. You know, let's work on the future. What can you do now? 
to start to unravel that and see how good you are, you know, and we, that's, that's what I did. That was my teaching lesson time. We did the maths, we did the English, but. But it's so needed. And, and because we don't teach this to children, do we? We don't teach them to pay attention to their emotions or to express hmm. themselves or to tap, you know, wouldn't that be wonderful if you're, if you're nervous yeah. going into school and, or if there's a bully that's bugging you, you know, to do those things, mm-hmm. um, to tap into our own emotions. But I, I really, how lovely that um, the work that you did with, with people who are incarcerated, so many people pass judgment um, on anyone mm-hmm. who is um, facing, you know, imprisonment or who have, who are spending time in, in incarceration. And I mean, and people who are if, uh, friends of mine who are quite, you know, enlightened or progressive, right. the, the way that they speak of someone who's there and um, is, is shocking because they, they too were once children. And I bet you, if mm-hmm. you took a time machine back and you saw what they, what they went through now, maybe not all of them, but what a large mm-hmm. majority of them went through then you might be able to understand where they went off awry. And again, it's not condoning what they do. It's not saying that it's right to steal or to murder or to do any of that. But now you're also going in and and actually giving them some, some hope for themselves. And they're, they've got children on the outside too. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. They've got kids. It's about breaking the cycle. And it's breaking the cycle with love, not out of threat. You know, they're just people. They've gone off the rails because of their childhood abuse. And they just want love and acceptance and they just wanted to be heard and they just needed someone to be listening to them. That's all they need. Not yeah. the psychologist to tell them to take these tablets or shut the fuck up or get back in your cell or put you in 24-hour supervision. They don't need that. They need someone to say, I hear you, I accept you, I love you, and I forgive you because at the end of the day, you're just doing what you could do. This is what you had to do to survive. Yes. You're just acting out of fear and hurt. I hear it, and I forgive that part of you. Yeah. we, We as human beings, we have more compassion for, you know, pit bulls and you know i mean dogs that 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 hurt <laughs> dogs that hurt or oh. we do we have more compassion for animals um yeah maybe because we think well they you know they couldn't help it or whatever but when you think about the that um the mass of of humanity there's so many people that are hurting there's so many people that are desperately in need of love and mm-hmm. um and I think, you know, in, and this is the hit I just got. Wow. Uh, how, whatever we want to, however we want to say how the, the coronavirus, this situation that we're dealing with right now, if, however you believe it, it came to be, if you want to believe it came from a market in China, if you want to believe that it came from, um, the government, if you want to believe it came from, I don't know, uh, some remote island, uh, whatever. What's interesting is that as a society, we have a lot of dysfunction and illness, dis-ease, mm-hmm. right? 
yep, did totally change. and you can see it uh i mean there's millions of children that are still in, in child slave labor there are millions of children that are sex trafficked there's millions of children that are hungry that are you know beaten so as a society as human beings um we're quite sick and i don't mean physically sick with the cough and the you know all that we're we're not we're not a real healthy uh race of of of, of beings at this moment and this also might be, and it's not a purging, I'm not saying that, but a moment to step back, step within. We got a lot of time on our hands. Huh? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that is Mother Nature's intent or the Spirit's Universe's intent is in fact literally asking us, just stop the world for a month. You know, you're so off the rails. We're gonna put you back into time out. And we're going to ask yeah, you, yes. right? basically, we are, aren't we? You know, we can still access the media at the moment. You know, we still have internet at least. And what are people doing? You know, and that's the big question. What are we doing in our homes? You know, those people who are finding it so hard to stay in their homes and still socialising, is it because they are so scared of themselves? Mm. Are they so fearful of the relationship that they have and all that's going to come out as truth? Mm. Because if you have to live with someone you don't like, and I, and this is, um, I found this out when going through the divorce, you know, when you, when you have to live with someone you really don't trust anymore or you don't respect or you just loathe some of their, the ways of being because it's so out of sync to who you are because one evolves and one didn't, you know, it's this very scary space to be in. Those who are, tends to be violent, those who have stocked up on drugs and alcohol, what space is that home going to be like? And the children who are forced then to stay with abusive parents or neglectful parents. Yes. You know, I think we need to step back and not only go within ourselves, but actually open our hearts even more and have the downtime to meditate or whatever works for each person to hold space for the rest of the community who just can't do it. Yes. And the imbalance of that is massive. You know, well, and and I, this is the other awakening process that we're stepping into. If you look at, I, I don't know, the 3D, 4D, 5D dimensional aspects. Um, on, the, on top of that, I know that 3D is very physical. I know the 4D is a bit more spiritual and awakened. And the 5D, is 5D, from my understanding, is astral. So where are we on the spectrum as individuals, but then collectively? And there is a shift. And there's a shift. I think there, there's a shift happening also right now. And that's why I wanted to reach out through the programming that we do here. Um, it's, it's easy for people to share and we're going to give everybody the, the websites and how people can share the show. But I think it's really important for us to reach out to each other and whatever skill set we have, right? Some people are some people are amazing bakers, right? Some people are amazing <laughs> writers. Some people are, yeah. are amazing healers. Some people um, are just amazing counselors. Then I think we need to reach out to each other and say, this is what I can do. Do you need me? Can I help you? And that's what happens whenever there's a calamity. You know, after the big earthquake in Los Angeles, I remember all of a sudden people came out and started talking to neighbors. They didn't even know who their neighbors were before. <laughs> All of a sudden, they were like, "It's, it's right? interesting, isn't it?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because it's a wake-up call. 
Yes. And that's, that's the opportunity that we've been given as well. It is a massive wake-up call, not only to find out who we are, but also to have compassion and practice that side of us that we've shut down for whatever reason. You know, we're forced not to have greed because money's going to become obsolete anyway. So we, can't, we have to relearn how the world will be after this. And, you know, four weeks, it won't be over. It's just really starting. This is just the tip of the iceberg, I think. It's yes. just the introduction to the massive change that's going to happen at really grassroots stuff. And it's now the proving zone, you know, how compassionate can we be? How gentle can we be with ourselves and give ourselves permission to, to stop work for two weeks? That's all we're being asked to do, yeah. literally. Can you stop being so busy and so out of your head for everything else and everyone else, everyone else's business, and just come home to yourself for two weeks and learn about who you are again. And for people who don't understand themselves, it could be a very scary space to be. Yeah. Well, that's why, that's why this is a, a perfectly timed program because hopefully they can yeah. listen to this and they can get a, a little bit better um, sense of, of what they can do to change things, maybe to change those reactions, those triggers, yeah. triggers slash reactions that we have. Um, Leah, we, uh, we're almost out of time and I just wanted to give you an opportunity to speak directly to our listeners and our viewers. If you have any last words, but also please do let them know how they can get in touch with you. Cause I, I'm sure that there's uh, one of several people that would love to talk to you a little bit more and find out more about what yeah. you, what you can do for them. Yeah. Okay. So the website's the easiest, got all my work on there. Um, so steps to change.com.au. Um, the Facebook, I'm actually doing a daily live at the moment is touching all the different techniques that I use with clients. Um, so I'll, I'll give you that link as well because it's a group page that's closed. But the biggest thing, the biggest message is really have self-compassion. Everyone is thrown together in this soup at the moment, we're all swimming. Some are a little bit stronger than others. You know, some people will feel like they're drowning. Just reach your hand out and say, hey, I'm in this with you. Lots of self-forgiveness as well this is you've got no control and just accept the fact and be gentle with yourself that you're feeling out of control because you don't have control it's been taken away for the short term so all you do have control over is going okay i'm choosing to get up or don't get up i'm going to choose to stay in bed and put their covers over my head and maybe just give yourself two weeks of grace and just say i just can't handle this and just be gentle you know, eat sensibly because we know when we don't listen to our body and look after our body, the chemical changes take you down another pathway that isn't going to help your mind. So basic foods. And if you know you've got food intolerances, there's a big issue with that. Um, so I also look at food intolerances as a trigger for emotional disturbances too. Mm. Um, and then you know, talk to your family and friends, um, obviously the ones that are supportive of who and what you are at the moment, but also be prepared to let others go in the short term to keep your mental health. Those who do piss you off, those who do press those buttons, yes. just don't talk to them. It's just not worth it. You know, give yourself permission to say, I'm looking after me and my family. And the mm -hmm. kids just want to play. That's the other big thing. Kids just want to play. School work isn't important. Make a creative play. Make an educational play. Get the cooking out. You know, you've got to do your maths to do your cooking. 
yes you know you you know you've got to clean house you've got to use chemicals of some kind to clean the house make it entertaining make it fun you know share the positive stuff that's going on and reach out to those who you trust when the, when the serious stuff starts to hit the fan when you're starting to lose it reach out and don't be scared to say i'm floundering on this i'm starting to sink or i'm starting to get tired of keeping positive all the time because that's a natural response there's no shame in that and allow yourself to be human because you are human yeah. okay we're not superheroes as much as we want to be you know? <laughs> that's something i had to learn i'm not superwoman as much as an embarrassment it was when i realized that it was just like <laughs> really i'm not oh damn it i'm sure i was and i had to let the mask go i had to be vulnerable i had to say i'm not doing this i can't do this and then seek help and that's where all my trainings have come in this is why i actually learned what i teach because i really fell off the rails i was suicidal i was mm -hmm. you know i just couldn't cope um everything literally i lost everything and i mean everything i lost the kids i lost the house i lost the money i lost self-respect i lost everything and to rebuild myself to the point where now i can talk to people across the world and hopefully give inspiration you know it is possible it takes yeah. commitment it yeah. takes a heck of a lot of self-love and acknowledging that i'm actually worth it and if i don't you know like me then no one else really can either mm. and the and again and the and look at how your life is affecting other people and you're helping people too that really that the uh, many in society would just cast away and that yeah. is um to me that's really huge that makes you that 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 puts you very high on my hierarchy of awesome people um thank you so but, yeah <laughs> but i don't see it as that you know people are just people yeah i can relate to some of their stories and go that could i could have gone down that path could have been any you know, one of us yeah just one stupid mistake one stupid decision in the moment and they got caught out you know they don't plan to go to jail they don't plan to do drugs they don't make it a life mission to screw up yeah yeah it's just once they start it gets reinforced i'm a loser i'm a fake on this on that and we're so quick to judge them and reinforce that message and say you know what? so what you're stuffed up you're in jail so what you know that's a, that doesn't have to be your future what are you going to do past. now right what are you going to do now that's the important yeah. and yeah. um what a great way to, to to end the show on a positive note too like mm. like like no matter where you're at in life no matter what's going on there's always that's that it. choice we have that choice so i just i want to thank you again yeah. so very much leah marshall marmula <laughs> seriously <laughs> no it's an honor thank you it's an honor to help others so yeah you're welcome thank you and we'll make sure we have links to everything uh, folks you can click on the links of the description of the show here and um and of course i always want to encourage you to if you're viewing this on um on youtube please like uh, uh like the video but also if you want to subscribe to this podcast you can do that by click uh, you can hit subscribe but also click that little bell if you click that bell that means that every time a new show comes on you're notified so then you won't just forget about out of the box with christine but you'll be notified when a new, <laughs> when a new program comes on but yeah. this show is so easy to share um on social media yeah. just hit the share button share it in an email send it to somebody that you know needs to hear this right now and so many of us do need to hear it. i needed to hear it 
uh, as well. So thank you again, Leah. And um, uh, just have a beautiful, beautiful day. And um, keep spreading that love and sharing your heart with everyone. For sure. Absolutely. And likewise, thank you. Thank you, darling. Well, that wraps up another edition of Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious folk. And it has been an absolute honor being with you today. For more information on this program, please visit outoftheboxwithchristine.com. And if you'd like to book a private coaching session on how to expand your business or how to create your own podcast, feel free to contact me directly at christineblasdale.com. That's christineblasdale.com. I would love to help you navigate this journey called life. Until then, remember as always to think outside that damn box. Bye for now.